It is less than a year before kickoff of the Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup. Ten European teams have already qualified. For ten more who finished second in their qualifying groups, plus two who made it via the UEFA Nations League rankings, there is still a chance to book their ticket to the spectacle in the Middle East. Out of the 12, only three will progress from the playoffs. That trio would be the ones who prevailed in three mini-tournaments or paths A, B and C, for which the draw was conducted at the FIFA headquarters in Zurich. Included in the draw were the last two European champions, Italy and Portugal, proof of how competitive the qualifiers were. One of them will not be at the World Cup next year, as they have been drawn in the same path and will potentially clash in the Path C final. That if Italy can get past North Macedonia on home soil and Portugal beat Turkey at home in their semi-finals. Two British teams could clash in the Path A final as Scotland and Wales have been drawn together. Scotland play Ukraine in their semi, Wales face Austria. Hosts of the previous World Cup, Russia, hope to book their spot in Qatar they take on Robert Lewandowski's Poland in their Path B semi-final, while Sweden take on Czech Republic. The rising tide of optimism around the Emirates hit the rocks on Merseyside last week. Expectations adjusted by the 4-0 defeat at Anfield. Classic counter-attacking football from Liverpool and a chastening night for Arsenal. A reminder of the work still to be done, perhaps. But this week's tonic is a return home where the Gunners haven't lost since August to face a Newcastle team that hasn't won all season. Premier League every game is hard, it's, kind of, it's difficult. They have some great players. Uh, Joe Willock who left a few months ago, Alan Samaxima as well. is a great player. We just have to stay focused and serious. And like I say, if we do, if we respect the game plan and we are, we are good on the pitch, it's going to be good for us. Through their failure to beat Brentford, Newcastle dropped to the bottom of the Premier League. But they did at least show the desire their fans demand and attacking promise that suggests the team can dig themselves out of trouble. If the fact the Magpies have lost their last six games against Arsenal without scoring might take the spring out of their step, there is one rather more welcome negative. New boss Eddie Howe's latest Covid test cleared him for his first appearance in the dugout. Match day 13 of the Premier League comes to you live on your World of Champions. Catch every single game on Supersport. After a string of four matches without a win, Athletic Bilbao hosted Granada to kick off match day 15 of La Liga, hoping to get back on track. A win for Athletic Club would take them above Barcelona into seventh on the log before the Catalans played 24 hours later, and they took an early step towards claiming all three points. That's been given away. Muniain pulls it across. It's there for the taking and take it he does. Raul Garcia off the setup from Ika Muniain. A high press from Athletic Club pays off. For much of the opening 25 minutes or so, Bilbao were in full control. It was evident Granada were the team languishing above the relegation spots. But the visitors made the most of their short time on the ball at Estadio San Mamés. As Darwin Machis gets in on goal, Darwin Machis with the strike, 1-1. Darwin Machis playing as an inverted winger today. Granada knew a win would distance themselves from the basement in La Liga. Level on points with 18th place Elche heading into the encounter. They counter-attacks with sheer determination 
saw the visitors turn things around. The initial 10 minutes of the second half was subdued compared to the first, but Garcia brought it to life, close to a brace with what would have been a spectacular strike, but the crossbar came between him and an equaliser. With Nico Williams a starter for Bilbao, it was when his brother Inyaki came off the bench that the host stepped up a gear and eventually found the equaliser, with Inyaki heavily involved. And rather calamitously, Granada conceded an equaliser. Athletic Club ended the match, a player down after Inigo Martinez was sent off and time added on, but Bilbao held on to steal a point following a 2-2 draw. Athletic Bilbao and Granada played to a stalemate to open La Liga match day 15. Alaves and Salta Vigo continued the action while Barcelona travelled to Villarreal. There is also a big one between Real Madrid and Sevilla to come this weekend and all of it will be live on Supersport La Liga. Real Madrid are at the summit of La Liga with a game in hand. A point above Real Sociedad while their next opponent Sevilla are in third. Defending champions Atletico Madrid are in fourth place. Athletic Bilbao missed the chance to leapfrog Barcelona. They are stuck in eighth place with Barcelona in seventh. Granada moved away from the relegation spots, up from 17th to 16th, but they are still just a point above Alche, who are in 18th place. Alche are joined by Getafe and Levante in the relegation spots. TS Galaxy will host Cape Town City in a DSTV Premiership fixture at the Bombella Stadium this weekend with one thing in mind, to attempt to move away from the relegation zone. Galaxy has been dancing with danger since the start of the season as they have hardly moved above the current 14th position they occupy on the league table. After 11 games, the Mbumalanga side has managed two wins and suffered seven losses with two draws to reach eight points. In their last outing, they beat the struggling Solos FC 1-0 to register their second win of the season and will be hoping that that was the turning corner after weeks of negative results. But they come up against a side that is fighting to get into the top eight and stay there. City is ninth on the table following three victories and the same number of losses as well as four draws to be on 13 points. The Cape side comes into this match at the back of a goalless draw against the high-riding Mamelodi Sundowns and would have taken some lessons from that game to force a win out of Galaxy. The two previous meetings between Galaxy and City show one victory for each side, and as the contest reaches the halfway mark, both will want to walk away with maximum points again, as things will get tougher in the second round. Galaxy and City have scored eight goals each in the league, an indication that this could be a low-scoring match. DSTV Premiership action continues on your World of Champions with Mamelodi Sundowns hosting Sekikuna United while Kaiser Chiefs are on the road to struggling Swallows. Amazulu will also hit the road to face Maritzburg United. Welcome to the second round of the rain-affected Joburg Open, the first ever event on the DP World Tour. With a two and a half hour weather delay in the afternoon, David Drysdale has this birdie putt at the ninth. Drysdale was on a good run on the front nine. Kawamura, this is a wonderful shot. Laid up off the ninth tee. Taking advantage of the spin and the soft conditions after the weather delay. 
And that second shot at nine would lead to a birdie for Kawamura, his first of the day. Henrik Brader's birdie putt at the ninth. And nicely done. That was a round of 70. He's on four and a par total. Yannick Paul, the young German, birdie putt at the fourth. And when play ended, he was at five under par in great position going into the weekend here at the Joburg Open. Xander Lombard, this is a birdie putt at nine, a quick one down the hill. South African coming off of a disappointing season. He's off to a great start here at the Joburg Open. Didn't make that one, but it was opening rounds of 67 and 67. He's well poised going into the weekend on eight under. Good stuff from a man that struggled last season. Starting off the new DP World Tour in style, but they're all chasing this man right here. Thriston Lawrence. This is a birdie putt at 18, his final hole of the day. In rounds of 65-65, Lawrence leads by four shots, trying to become a winner on the DP World Tour for the first time. The Sunshine Tour and DP World Tour have been forced into making drastic changes to their co-sanctioned tournaments taking place in South Africa. Concerns over a new COVID-19 variant have resulted in South Africa being placed on a travel red list, which will impact the participation of professional golfers from abroad. The position we find ourselves in, the Joburg Open will continue. Um, the SA Open will move into a sole Sunshine Tour event um, for a price fund of $500,000. Um, which will open the field for a lot more of our players to get an opportunity to compete for that wonderful trophy. And then unfortunately the Alfred Daniel Championship uh, will no longer take place this year. Next week's SA Open will still take place at Sun City, but will no longer be co-sanctioned by the DP World Tour. The adverse travel conditions uh, for their players uh, to get back to the various countries in the UK has proved impossible to try and navigate at this particular point. So it's a very sad day for us. The Sunshine Tour has applied COVID protocols throughout the pandemic that have ensured the safety of players, spectators and staff and will continue to do so. I uh, stand 110% confident that all our protocols we have in place, uh, they'll make the tournament safe. Um, our players will be safe, our caddies will be safe, our staff will be safe and our spectators that will join us at the, the various uh, uh, events uh, finishing off with the SA Open, they'll be safe. Uh, our protocols are firm and we're very comfortable in, in what we've, uh, we have in place. The Western Cape Mountaineers finished the regular season unbeaten, making them one of the favourites for the crown. They took on Limpopo Pride in the second semi-final of the BNL playoffs. The first 10 points scored were evenly split. Mpo Seswa with the layup to level things up in the first quarter, 5-all. The opening couple of minutes gave the impression that it was going to be a close game, but the Mountaineers took off towards the end of the first and turned up the heat in the second, leading by 7 at half-time. The advantage only grew as the game went on. Corinne Moussi efficient and effective. She finished with a game-high 17 points, by far the deadliest player on the court. They'll be relying on her golden touch come the final, after easing past Pride, winning by 27 points.
The penultimate FIH Pro League match of 2021 saw the Netherlands welcome Belgium to the HC Rotterdam. The visitors had won their opening two matches of the latest FIH Pro League season, while the match was the Netherlands' first. John John Doman nearly scored the first goal of the evening, but some scrambling defence from the Netherlands snuffed out the early chance. The host finally scored the first goal of the match with a good cross into the shooting circle finding Terence Peters unmarked at the back post. Belgium managed to draw level a few minutes later after being awarded a penalty corner. A deflection off skipper Thierry Brinkman saw the ball drop in the path of Florent van Obel who flicked the ball into the goals to make it 1-1. The Netherlands regained the lead in the final quarter after they were awarded a penalty stroke. Yip Janssen put his side 2-1 up as he converted. Belgium leveled the scores once again from a penalty corner. This time Alexander Hendricks scored directly from his drag flick which nutmegged goalkeeper Moritz Fisser. The match would be decided by a shootout after the sides ended deadlock 2-2 at full time. Netherlands goalkeeper Fisser produced two fantastic saves to help his side secure a 3-0 victory in the shootout, with Belgium unable to score from any of their penalty shots. Following the outbreak of a new coronavirus variant, the 2021 FIH Hockey Women's Junior World Cup, scheduled to take place in Pochostrum from 5 to 16 December, has been postponed. London Road took a 16-point lead into the second day of playoff match 5, looking to power on after beating Energy Standard, LA Current and DC Trident in Eindhoven. But there was more international swimming league action to come from the Netherlands with places in next weekend's grand finals up for grabs. And following the 200-meter butterfly races, both won by London, Raw extended their advantage to 20 points. Ilaria Bianchi won the women's race, while victory went to Tepei Morimoto in the men's. South African Chad Leclerc, who captains energy standard, touched the wall in second place to keep his team on the tails of the leaders. Sarah Shawstrom earned her first win in the women's 100-meter individual medley this season as she helped Energy Standard take 15 points together with her teammate Mary-Sophie Harvey who added another three to cut London's lead to 14 points. And they were level at the top after they hit the jackpot in the men's race thanks to Clement Kolesnikov and Andrei Zilkin. Leclerc's team took a stronghold on the match after the men's 100m breaststroke. Another jackpot with all 37 points when Ilya Shimanovic beat his own world record he set a week prior, touching the wall in 55.28 seconds. And after Shawstrom and Madeleine Banich collected another jackpot of 22 points for energy standard in the women's 50-meter butterfly, the gap to second place raw was stretched to 50 points. Energy standard eventually swam away with it. While they had a near 100-point lead at one stage, they took the match by 63 points their second playoff win, London will be part of the finals next weekend after finishing second. LA Current will have to wait for results of the last playoff match to see if they will be in the finals.